It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I've been really thinking about this, you guys. The COVID-19 pandemic has really caused people, I mean, maybe you, to stop and think about their careers with a new perspective. I mean, this has really been an opportunity for people to completely upend their lives and aim for more, I guess you could say, meaningful careers. I mean, even if it means diving into the unknown, my guest today knows a thing or two about jumping into the unknown. With zero background in pharmaceuticals, David Johnson set out to start the first clean over-the-counter pharmaceutical company. Today, his company, which is called Genexa, is revolutionizing the drug industry. At least people with a fair bit of money to invest think so. Genexa is backed, are you ready? By Gwyneth Paltrow, Don Cheadle, and a whole bunch of other very famous names, to just bring up a few of them. David, welcome to Everyone Talks to Liz. I love this story. Thank you for having me, Liz. It's great to be here. Oh, so great to have you. I mean, Gwyneth, the queen of goop, that's a big endorsement. Yeah, you know, there's it's it ranges and it's it's incredible to see the buy-in from 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 the world of of celebrities to just also the the world of of private equity that really believes in in disruption. Well, even more incredible is your personal story. And that's what we love to tell here on Everyone Talks to Liz, because your story has the potential, I would say, David, to be totally transformative to anybody who's listening to this podcast thinking, what I really want to do is, you know, and then insert dream job here or world changing creator here. That's exactly what you did. But to be in clean pharma is a really interesting twist considering both your parents were doctors, correct? Yep, they were. They were. They were. They were both doctors, and I can, I, I would tell you, Liz, that my upbringing was kind of that nuts and seeds type of boy with with Hanson <laughs> spritzers. I don't know if you remember Hanson spritzers, but oh, you know, yeah. never, never had the Coke or the Sprite, and you know, always really understood, you know, what what goes into your body is important. And then, you know, when I had my kids kids of my own, it was it was an awakening and an aha moment when I couldn't. I couldn't really see and understand the ingredients on the back of, of pharmaceutical labels and they were all unpronounceable and I couldn't understand why we couldn't make sense of them. But between growing up in Asheville and becoming a dad and having this awakening, you were on a completely different path. Dare I say three different paths. I mean, the first one was culinary school, correct? You worked right. as a chef. That's correct. Yeah. And that, that got me into to food and the chemistry behind it and the, the chemical makeup. And um, yeah, you know, I think, I think the, the road to where it is today, it was obviously, it was, you know, many, many challenges. And um, I, I, I'm a strong believer that passion and, and, and what drives that is, is really why you, you head down the road you do. But you must have had a passion for being a chef, correct? And, and how long it. did that last? Yeah, but now I'm a chef in pharma, right? Now I get, <laughs> to, now I get to create you know, better for you products by you know, deciding on flavors and, and taking out the chemicals. When you were a chef, what was your expertise? What was your best dish that you made? 
Oh, geez, probably more of the Asian fusion side of, of things. And, you know, really, really like to spend time in, in sushi and, and different creations on, on the Asian side. I like to spend time eating sushi. Um, but, but David, that wasn't even it going from culinary to pharmaceutical. You joined the military and became a member of an elite paratrooping team. What the heck? You have to, you have to tell us about that. Yeah. You know, I think the paratroopers was kind of, it was an interesting time in my life. Um, I come from a Jewish background, so I, I spent actually three and a half years in the, in the Israeli defense forces, uh, really, really giving back and, and, and serving. And I will tell you that it was, it was the best time of, of my life. Um, I, I made, I made friends, you know, that, that are still very close friends today. And I challenged myself and, and grew and, um, those individuals are kind of doing the same thing that I'm doing. They're, they're, they're disrupting and, and, and making change in the world. Okay. But you can't squirm away from me asking you, you jumped out of planes. I mean, did you see combat? What, how did you learn how to do something like that? I mean, that takes so much courage. I did see combat. I actually finished my service, uh, in 2006 after the last Lebanon war, um, it does take courage. I, again, I think it was going in, you have, you don't have the, the knowledge of, 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 of what could come and, and the unknown of a situation. And, you know, when I went in 2004, there was, there was no war and then there was a war and, um, you know, you had to jump into combat, but I think, um, you know, it's, it's as, as you, as you, as you challenge yourself, you grow. And, um, I felt, I, I felt like it was something I, I really wanted to experience and, and, and serve for, um, you know, based on, based on my background and my upbringing. Well, you've got to figure that if you could be brave enough to jump out of a plane in the middle of combat, you're certainly courageous enough to say, you know what, let me try something new, which you did. And again, folks, I'm telling you, this was not the beginning of the pharmaceutical business. You went into high finance, correct? I did. I went into finance and um, <laughs> really tried to, you know, establish a knowledge in in finance and and educate myself there. And really just knew that with with all of these things coming together, I could I could move into doing something for myself. But what then told you something must have been knocking at the back door of your mind, saying? There's so much more, but you didn't know what it was until, as you say, you became a dad. I became a dad and becoming a dad made me realize everything. Um, and, and, and the time that I not only wanted to give to, to my kids, but the world that I wanted to create for them and the world that we were living in and the world that, you know, I wanted to create for others. And that's, you know, when we got into starting to look into the the things that we were seeing. Um, this is a big industry, Liz, and this is an industry that is filled with Goliaths. But um, you know, we only live once, and I and I, I'm a strong believer that what we leave behind is 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 what we create. This is important because I want our listeners to seize upon what David just said. You only will live once, but also this is your one shot at at really making change. Now, you don't have to want to be one of these people who got to be a change maker, but to go after what you truly believe in, especially when you're up against giants, right? Yeah. And we've had a lot of people 
on this podcast uh, who have gone up against whether it was grocery store aisle giants or leaders in any industry, start off with one step and you can beat them. I want to hear about that first step. You are suddenly talking to a friend who was also a new parent at the time. And you and he decided, you know what? This is so shocking, all the chemical ingredients that are in over-the-counter medicines that people just, without questions, automatically give their kids. I mean, I'm guilty of that, too. I was like, oh, let's give them child Benadryl. Um, But you and your buddy said, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's something here. Yeah. You know, I think it was, again, Liz, going back to, to what I said earlier, it was recognizing the unpronounceable ingredients on the back of the products that we know and are supposed to trust and that we, you know, move to, to give our kids at a low point in their lives when they've got fevers or they've got a cough or, you know, aches and pains. And, you know, when we really looked into it and, and realized that um, 70% of all ingredients in the pill or the, you know, the tablet or the liquid um, are, are inactive ingredients, meaning the ingredient that we we don't need um, and realize that those are artificial flavors and synthetics and dyes and parabens and art you know, artificial, ta- you know, talc and, and, and everything that comes in it. And then yeah. when you look at it and you realize that 93% of all, all medicines on the shelf contain one allergen. It was a shock, right? It was a shock that came over us and we, we couldn't really understand why no one was changing this industry, right? This is an industry that, hundred billion dollar industry in the U S alone, but one that, that is, is, is a, is a very important aisle in every store. And again, as I mentioned earlier, you know, it's controlled by some big, some big companies. Johnson and Johnson. I mean, Tylenol, you've got to imagine all of these gigantor businesses who, by the way, many of them have sort of consumer over the counter um, medicinal businesses as well. And they just crush anybody who's small trying to get into the industry, don't they? Yeah. And that's why I I would say to any other entrepreneur that wants to get into an industry, you got to do something that makes you uncomfortable. If you can't be uncomfortable, you you can't do it. And um, because I I, I strongly believe that to be, to be a disruptor or to be a challenger brand, you, you have to, you have to do something different, but something that's, that's really being a challenger. Um, and really, really getting yourself uncomfortable. So, you know, for us going back to the, to the, the story of like that hurdle of, of, of the product and the ingredients and the 93%, out, you know, of, of allergens, um, you looked at all the other industries from food to beverage to makeup, right. And, and across the whole spectrum and everything was being changed. Everything's had a shift, but yet nothing was being done in, in drug. So for us, it was, you know, if something can be done and we can, deliver to consumers a better option and, and start to push the FDA and push clean on, on some of these bigger companies. Let's go do it. We're not done yet. We'll be back in a moment. I know a lot of you have had this experience because for those of us who in 2020 were all sent home and we were stuck in a lockdown during the pandemic, we had a lot of time on our hands and I saw an ad for Masterclass and I thought, I want to better myself. I want access to all of these brilliant people who teach you things. With Masterclass, you can learn from the best to become your best. 
Masterclass is the only streaming platform where you can learn and grow with more than 200 plus of the world's best and smartest. For just under 10 bucks a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to every instructor. And I don't care. You can wake up one morning and say, I want to learn about business. And then another where you say, I want to learn how to survive in the wild if I have no water and no fire to make me warm. You can access Masterclass on your phone, on your computer, smart TV, or even in audio mode. And the classes totally make a difference. Don't wait another moment to start your learning journey with Masterclass. Right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com slash Liz. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash Liz. Masterclass.com slash Liz. I'm thinking, oh yeah, okay, he thinks he's going to start a company like this. You need bottling, you need elements, you need all, well, this is homeopathic, so I would imagine you needed all kinds of very natural ingredients. What is the first step that you guys took in launching this business? We flew around um, using our, our last mileage that was in our, in our, in our, in our American Airlines account and, and, and visited with 65 manufacturers in the country. And just begged them to give us a chance. You know, research and development in this space is very expensive. We had no capital at the time. Um, and we actually ended up back in Anaheim in our backyard. Um, and we were given a shot by a manufacturer. We were given six tries at, at, a, at research and development. And we failed every single one of them. And um, we didn't know what to tell them besides, look, we don't want these, these binders and these artificial things in the product. So... Uh, that's what we told them. And then we realized that we had to kind of shift our strategy and maybe go get some individuals that could really um, be a creative to, you know, helping us and, and come on board. How many manufacturers turned you guys down? All 64. Whoa. Yeah, it was, it was tough, but Liz, those are the moments that have to happen. They do. Don't they? Yeah. This is like WD-40, you know, I always talk about this WD-40, uh, which everybody has in their, in their cabinet because it takes the squeak out of door hinges. You know, it's called WD-40. The W and the D stand for water displacement. The 40 stands for 40th attempt. Wow. You I didn't had know. 65 attempts. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Listen, I'm full of all kinds of trivia that's almost useless to everybody. Uh, but, okay. So David, 65 turn you down. Then what? So then, then, then we, we had that one manufacturer, we filled six times, we came back and begged them for six more, just showed them the belief, showed them that we, we really wanted to be a part of it. And finally, um, on the 10th try, you know, we, we, we came off the line with success and we, we knew, you know, in the beginning, starting off, you know, more in the natural space, we really wanted to move into the, the acetaminophens and the, the Tylenols and the, the Benadryls and the, you know, the mucinexes of the world really trying to, to make a difference there. And finally, you know, through the years as we've grown in knowledge in terms of um, the IP and, and the, the things around the, the, the products, we were able to now move into that, that space. And that's a big space. And, you know, that's, that's what's exciting. What was the first therapy you guys came up with? It was a, a children's cold and uh, cold product. So like a, like a Tylenol product. So what was in it? Well, we, we used, we used the drug, right? So we used the drug at, you know, the percentage that the drugs required to be according to the FDA. And then we, 
we, we, we shifted and we used things like agave instead of sucralose. And we used organic blueberry flavoring instead of, you know, fake, you know, made up blueberries and instead of sorbitol, we used, you know, citrus extracts. Right. So like we used the same efficacy, but we, we just removed out the, the ex, the excess toxins that, that just don't need to be, you know, given. This is incredible. Okay. So you do the cold medicine and then you say, we got to try what next? We went into heartburn, you know, the, the heartburn market, you know, Tums and, and others in this space are, are significant. You know, it's a huge market, you know, mm-hmm. people, um, I would say eat them more often than they probably should. And, and for us, it was, you know, can we, can we go into the heartburn space and remove things like talc and other artificial, you know, flavoring and dyes. So we, we moved into that and, you know, instead of talc, we used rice bran extract and, you know, really, really just kind of, you know, brought it from, you know, the ground up, but left, you know, left that efficacious piece of, of, of why the consumer takes it. Well, that's key because you do need these things to work and it is proven that the key ingredients do actually work. And I've tried certain things that are all natural. And I'm like, okay, I tell my sister who's really into it. Okay. That didn't work. I'm still totally bruised, Uh, (laughs) you know, but I'm telling you, this is really a a brilliant approach to this kind of thing. And I obviously am not the only one to think so. Uh, In July, what you announced an unprecedented $60 million Series A funding, which I believe is the largest Series A ever raised for an over-the-counter medicine company. Yeah. You know, I, I would say it was about about a year and a half ago, Liz, we we went on and we brought, brought on the past um, chairman of, of OTC Pharmaceuticals from Johnson & Johnson, a guy by the name of Brian Perkins. And he joined our board and um, is so passionate about what we're doing. And it's amazing to see that, you know, how how he's how he's gotten involved with with the business, and then um, we kind of took the the company in a direction of of incredible growth, and mm-hmm. and and then we went out to to raise a Series A, and the Series A was, you know, let's go out and raise you know twenty twenty five million, and just the attention that that we received from some of the biggest names um, in in the industry in terms of investors, and then in terms of celebrities, and in terms of of influencers. You know, we couldn't we couldn't shut the round down and it ended up closing it at 60 million, which was a significant round for us. Well, and it's not just Gwyneth and, and Don Cheadle, Chris Pratt, Donald Glover of Spider-Man Homecoming fame, Regina Hall. Tell me about how you got on celebrities radar. This is a you know, this is really important um, to, to 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 the world um, at large. But I, I would say the, the people that can influence um you know, Liz, what we're doing is not just, it's not just a business idea. It's, um, it's, it's a, it's a disruptive idea that, that needs, needs to push, you know, the status quo. We need, we need it to change, um, you know, in Europe and in other places in the world, these ingredients aren't allowed and it shouldn't be allowed here, you know, and, and that's, that's more so than just, you know, the consumption to a human, but also, you know, how it gets into the environment afterwards. Um, you know, the, the excess in terms of the, the ingredients, um, was so important to, to the, to the, 
to, to the, the group of influencers and celebrities that got around the business. And they, they really believe in the clean medicine movement. They believe that, that we can push it forward. Well, here's the thing. Uh, and I've been covering business news since 1998. And 98? yes, sorry, that's when I joined CNBC. <laughs> I can't even remember. It was so long ago. I joined CNBC. I was there for nine years. And then I've been at Fox Business for 14. And one of the things I've noticed is that people get ideas. And I just seize upon what you said. You better not just do it for the thought of making money or just launching a business because that's a lot harder than it looks. I mean, Jessica Alba is a good example here. She launched the honest company, which is supposedly clean consumer products, et cetera. I watched that IPO where her company launched as a publicly traded name. And it's been pretty much a disaster from an investor standpoint. It's trading way below not only it's high, but where it actually was priced. And I'm not saying that your next step is going public, but you've got to really love what you do and make sure that your idea remains pure. And when you get all these other investors, you got to be careful not to let them try and influence you and take shortcuts, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's a great point, Liz. And you know, for us, it was about creating relationships and not just taking money, right? We have, we have, we have special relationships with them, you know, in, in terms of texting relationships and, and really, you know, passionate conversations about what we're doing. I will say, Liz, the other thing to that point about, about honest company is, you know, something that Genexa prides itself on is its purpose and, and, and its mission. And that's, that's people over everything. And when I say people over everything, it really comes to, we're different. We're not, we're not, we're not like the big boys in the space. Max's and my phone numbers on the side of every package Our our customer service responds. Wow. We, I call 10 consumers every single Friday. Max takes 10 consumers every single Friday. And we just talk to them about, about our products and what they want to see. Consumers vote on the next product that we'll make. If that's Tums to, to, to acetaminophen to, to the product that it is. And we donate and we engage in, in, in local organizations. I mean, we're just really, we try to be kind of that light in this, in this industry. It's not, you know, always thought of it's dead last year over year in consumer sentiment. And we we're trying to change that. This is Everyone Talks to Liz, and we'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Clayman. Just go to Indeed.com slash Clayman right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Clayman. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want my listeners to understand one really important signpost, benchmark, mile marker that you have just touched. 
in December, the results of a pediatrician survey came out and it concluded that pediatricians prefer Genexa's pain and fever product over children's Tylenol. That had to have had a huge impact on the company. It was, it was a big, it was a big win for the business, Liz. And this is, you know, this is what we're, this is what we're trying to establish. And we're not, you know, we're not trying to get rid of anyone. We're just asking, we're just asking other ones to, you know, just to take the step and, and choose clean and, and try to make a difference. I know it started as I have children now, I care about what goes into their bodies. Well, I'm looking at this, I'm saying, give it to me. I mean, are you working on adult products as well? It's a great question. I'm not going to go into exact details, but I can tell you that coming up in 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 April in with Walmart uh, and a partnership, we are we are moving into a, a much bigger category, um, one that is exciting. And I can promise you, Liz, that I'll send you a nice little package before it happens. I want it, Mazel Tov. That's incredible. Uh, you know, I have to ask you because you said all these points where you were turned down by all these manufacturers. And I'm sure as you maxed out your credit cards and you used up all your miles, it's a very scary time. What kept you from giving up? It's a great question. I, I, I would say, Liz, it was it, it honestly came back to, to the passion. I, I was just, I got down, I'll share with you, you know, I, I had a, I had a, Two, a, a three-year-old and, and a newborn, um, and down to about fifteen thousand dollars in my bank account. Oh my God. We had no funding at the time, and we were praying for the run to come off with success. And it was, you know, there was support from family, but it was more of that drive to make a difference. And if I would tell you that, you know, I don't wake up every day with a smile on my face, wanting to go do this. That would be a lie. I love it. You know, this is this is what drives me. This is making this change, hearing from consumers, asking if the kids could name the lion on the front of our box or, you know, thank you for saving my kid. Now I can give them a, a product that doesn't have dye. You know, it's 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 special. And um, that just the knowledge of what I know the impact could be drove me. And uh, thankfully, it's it's it. We have a long way to go, but it's. Um, it's, it's, it's making a lot of difference. It is always a journey. And we talk about how success isn't a top of a mountain or we, we reached this point or we made this much money. It's very much a constant road with no end in sight. If you're passionate enough to keep going, we love this story. Thank you so much for telling it, David. And yeah, um, I, I, I love me some uh, red pepper flakes. And when I get heartburn, I swear, I think I'm having a heart attack because my jaw hurts, my arm hurts. I'm always Googling it. And it's like, Liz, it's heartburn. So fix that for me, okay? Oh, I will, Liz. <laughs> you got you covered. You got your life supply. The company is called Genexa. And David, good luck to you and your partner, Max, and all of this and your children, your family. This is just such a wonderful, inspirational story. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Liz. Thanks and, for having me. And uh, hopefully they'll go public one day and we'll be the first to cover it Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern. It's the Claim and Countdown on Fox Business. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. We'll see you next time. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.